Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dudist Journey. With your host, the Reverend Philip K., that's me. I'd like to first start off by saying that Dudism is not a religion. It is a philosophy. That philosophy is uh, modern-day Taoism, the art of peace. There is an art of war, so there is also an art of peace. I'd like to thank you for joining me here today as I'm having myself a drink and my home-rolled hemp cigarettes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. And for those of you first joining us, yeah, I, um, I'm trying to roll, you know, and I'm terrible at it. So you're going to hear that throughout the whole deal today. Oh, so if it's your first time, just to catch up to speed, I um, started this podcast after I lost my little brother in 2020 to an overdose. And um, I lost my wife of 22 years just last year to cancer. It was tough, man. It was still tough. And, um, you know, I have the people in my family like hippies and stuff. And they sent me, they sent my wife healing crystals. <laughs> they didn't work. Okay. So, but um, basically, uh, I've been talking a lot about grief and life and, and, and how you kind of deal with these sort of things like depression, loneliness. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's been tough, and I've been busy. I know I was trying to do this whole, I'm going to post once a week, and now I'm not posting once a week because I just, I have not had the friggin' time. Um, since my wife passed away, everything's on me, and I'm working like six jobs. Trying to keep the boat afloat, you know what I'm saying? So I'm running around all over the place. And of course, the uh, the jobs that are making me money, they take precedence. There's one job I've been trying to do, which is um, trying to finish this book that I've been writing. I'll talk about it. I'll do a whole podcast on it. But, uh, I mean, a, an episode on it. <coughs> Not its own podcast, now, But I do want to talk about it. And um, it is a little bit different for me because it's, um, it's, uh, it's uh, historical fiction, which isn't typically my field. I mean, the novels I've written are Ghostbuster parodies. <laughs> Yeah, which are, you know, basically my fan fiction that I had to turn into a parody because Sony said no. So, yeah. But I'm trying to get into everything, man. I got to do audio recordings and, you know, for the audiobook and marketing and TikTok videos and all this bullshit. Oh, God. I hate marketing. It just feels so cheap, but you got to do it, man. And I know it's, uh, it's Halloween's coming up. Hope you're all... By the time you hear this, you'll have had a happy Halloween, I hope, even though for most of us, we froze our balls off, but it's, it's hoping you're going to do okay. I'm the guy, I bought a, uh, I made a Ghostbuster costume, like, I mean, I bought the flight suit, patches, did all my own stuff, put it all together, and, uh, you know, dyed the elbow pads and everything. And what I've learned is that you just pick that one costume, and you can build on it every year. Without scrambling, trying to be like, oh, what am I going to wear for Halloween? Already got it taken care of, man. It's already done. Which is nice, yes. <clears throat> so what's been going on out there in the world today? I mean, there's the war in the Middle East, again. <laughs> I don't really have a comment on it because it's it's not my fight. It's not my battle. I'm not Jewish. I'm not the person to talk to about this. Um, but one big news that came up, which I thought was funny, was the Barbie movie. Holy shit, did this fucking thing just explode. Now, of course, it's a Barbie movie. Yeah, it's going to explode. It's fucking Barbie, you know? But there was this whole, like, sexism kind of thing going on. And 
it was weird. Like, there were these guys that were like, if you're a man and you see Barbie, that means you're a beta. I'm like, dude, the fact that you said that tells me you're the beta, okay? <laughs> because every man knows that if you've got a wife or a girlfriend or a, a daughter like I do, you're going to see this fucking movie, right? And the movie didn't look into I mean, from what I saw the trailer, I was like, let me guess. She goes into the real world. It's not what she thinks. So she goes back to her own world, but it's all screwed up. And now she has to take what she learned in the real world to fix her world, right? And yeah, that's pretty much the entire plot. It's also the p- plot of Black Panther, by the way. But I didn't understand what the big deal was, why everyone was talking about it. Why are we talking about Barbie when we got these awesome movies like Last Voyage of the Demeter? Hello? Come on, we got a Dracula on a boat killing people. And the crazy thing is, if you've known, if you know the book, you know the story, everyone on this boat dies. <laughs> so it was like, all right, we're going to see some killing. And there was another good movie that came out and I was surprised about, Haunted Mansion. Did you guys see that one? Oh, man, it was fucking great. Like, kids, grandparents, parents, we all fucking loved it. We all got a kick out of it. I mean, way, way better than that piece of Eddie Murphy shit that came out fucking years ago. It's a fun movie. I mean, right amount of scares, right amount of laughs. It's freaking great. So I'm just like, we need to talk about that movie more often. I don't do film reviews, but somebody should. Well, what's been going on with me? Well... Ugh. <coughs> okay. So, I'm single. That I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be dating, right? But I think that, you know, when you're going through the waves of misery, man, after losing someone you love, it's uh, it's tough, man, you know? I got two kids. I got a lot of baggage, man, you know? So I'm a little wary about entering the dating world because I haven't been in the dating world since 1995. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm extremely pessimistic. But um, but my friends are kind of like, you know, you ever have friends you talk to and they kind of mess you up on these certain things, you know? Like, okay, so there was this one gal, she was having a friend of mine, she's having a birthday party, uh, invited me, so I went. Um, not a lot of folks showed, and this is the thing about being friends with like cosplayers and stuff. A lot of us are antisocial, so when you invite us to a social event that doesn't involve cosplay, we usually don't go. <laughs> it, it's just a sad truth. And so I go, and she shows me some of her stuff. I'm talking to her about anime because my kid's all into friggin' Pokemon and shit. And I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole, you know, because I went down the My Little Pony rabbit hole. I went down deep. I mean, I have action figures of cheese sandwich. That's how fucking deep I went down the MLP rabbit hole. I'm not going down the Pokemon rabbit hole. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how much your kids love it. But she was just kind of you know, showing me some stuff and everything I thought was cool. And and so I tell my friends, you know, they're like, oh, hey, where were you? And I was like, oh, well, I went to this birthday, you know, this, this girl I know. And they're like, ooh, oh, you're getting, getting frisky with a lady going to a birthday party, da 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 And I was like, uh, I wasn't really, no, I didn't really get that kind of vibe. And then uh, she asked, uh, she was like, hey, since your kids are trying to get into anime, I have some books if you want to take them. I got them for free. And I was like, okay, cool, that would be great. And then they're like, oh, hey, man, what, were you going to get some books? You going to knock some books, Phil? And I'm like, dude, seriously, I'm just picking them up. So I go to her place, we talk for a little bit, she gives me the books, I leave. Nothing major. 
Then there was this uh, live podcast recording. She had an extra ticket. She was like, hey, no one I know wants to go. Do you want to go? I was like, sure. So I uh, we went. This is old theater downtown. But we had a good time. It was a good show. It was surprised. And um, and so they were like, oh, so that was a date? That was a date? I was like, I don't think that was a date. Pretty sure that wasn't a date. Because sure enough, when I was talking to her, she was telling me about her girlfriend. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I have a girlfriend. She lives at a state. We're doing a long distance thing. Da, da, da. So I was like, okay, well, there you go. You know, there's no, nothing there. All right. So there's this one gal I met. I met her at the one of the conventions I was at. And we hit it off and everything. Now, um, she followed me on Instagram. I went to follow her. She did not accept my request because she has a private page so i'm thinking okay i'm a new guy she doesn't know me yeah you know hey i I get you i get you so i try talking to her and it takes her forever to talk back and um sometimes i don't even get a response (laughs) and uh finally i was able to chat with her a little bit about some conventions and stuff and so i said hey you know if you ever want to hang out sometime here's my number and i don't hear anything okay like ghost right and my friends are like oh no man you you should have said date yeah you didn't say the word date and i'm like what the fuck is up with it i gave her my number i said you want to hang out call me i threw the ball in her court it's up to her now you know because women get all kinds of unwanted advances and shit so like i'm not trying to be that dude so i'm just like i'm putting i'm giving her the power she's got the option but they're like oh no you gotta say date you gotta write her back and say hey man you want to like go on a date no, like I'll send her like a funny gif or a meme or a clip or something. Doesn't say anything. So I just kind of like quit. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm beating a, like a door that's not opening here. So I'm just going to step back. But they claim that I I did something wrong. That it was it was my fault. It was my problem. I'm like, uh, think what you want. But homegirl straight is just not talking to me, man. And then I went and um, had another female friend. And, uh, she was, uh, we texted, we started talking about meeting up and I, I did the same thing. I gave her my number and I said, Hey, if you ever want to hang out, let me know. She texts me that night and we start chatting. We're laughing. We're hitting it off. And sure enough, she sets up a date. Hey, let's meet over here. Now, once again, it's not technically a quote unquote date. We're just, you know, no one said that word. She just said, Hey, let's go to this bar, you know, Sunday night and hang out. And I was like, okay, cool. There you go. You know, there's no date. There's no pressure. There's none of that bullshit. It's just two people hanging out, you know. And I have no idea if she's even interested in me because, once again, we were friends. So, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, when you've known someone who, like, was married and then they're not anymore. You, you still see them as that married person. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, so I'm having all kinds of problems with this because it's like, hey, I know I'm single. I should be in the dating world. But I'm scared. <laughs> like, and plus, I got a lot of shit to do. And when you look at like a lot of the stats on marriage, it, it, I don't know. Like I said, man, I was married for 22 years. I think I should be single for a little while because I'm already having simple problems. Like, I have to remodel my bathroom. Okay, now we were gonna remodel it from my late wife, because as you know, if you're a married man or you move in with a woman, you have no fucking say in how the house is decorated. It is the craziest fucking shit. You're you can pay for the house, but your shit is not going up anywhere. And everyone talks about, "Oh, you got your little man cave." It's not no, it's not a man cave. It's a room where my wife stuffed all my shit. 
<laughs> it's like this is just where my stuff is. I I used to have this all around my uh, around the apartment, but she fucking shoved it all in here. And uh and so now that I have the full control and full power, which I have to admit I like, I get to decide what happens in my bathroom and so I'm going through and trying to make the decision of what I want, where I want to put it, da 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 da, and I'm going through all that fun stuff. And calculating costs and everything. And I'm going to have to do, <laughs> I'm going to have to do the work myself because I haven't been able to get a fucking contractor out here that will send me a quote and be, you know, responsive and stuff. It's been the fucking hardest goddamn thing. So I'm just like, look, instead of having someone coming, some stranger come in and out of my fucking, you know, my house or whatever to do the bathroom, I'm just going to fucking do it. And, um, I have my father-in-law and my nephew's living here now. And so I'm like, Hey, they're, they're always doing, you know, work and stuff all around the place. I'll get them. They'll come and they'll do this shit. We'll all do it together and call it a bonding experience. <laughs> good show. Good show. Good show. <laughs> but today, fellow dudes. Today, uh, I'm talking about the Grieving Person's Bill of Rights. That's right. Grievers got rights, dude. And I found out about it just last month. Because <laughs> I've been having these issues, man, where, like, I'll be having a great time. Just, like, a good day. And then I just, this wave hits me. And I'm just sad and depressed as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Now, when you have a loved one that enters hospice, you get certain things like free counseling and stuff like that. And so they, they have this newsletter that they give you for a year for free. They give you some tips and helps and all kinds of things about like what you're going through and what to expect and resources and all that. And so they sent me one and I caught this article and it said the Grieving Person's Bill of Rights. You know, it's by this Dr. Wolf Wolfelt. I'm going to call him Dr. Wolf because that's just easier and it sounds cooler. So Dr. Wolf, man, he works in psychology. He works a lot with loss and, and life transitions. And so he came up and was like, look, these are like 10 things here that grievers should know, man. And so that's what I'm talking about today is that if you've lost someone and you're grieving, well, you got rights, dude. And we're going to talk about them today. All right. So hold on here. Yeah. So, the first number one right here, dude. You have the right to experience your own unique grief. Now, no one will grieve the same way you do. So, when you turn to others for help, don't let them tell you how you should be feeling, you know. And I've had this kind of issue, too. Like, when I first kind of started, it was just like, well, how long do I wear my wedding ring? And when should I date? And what this and that, you know. And the fact is, no one could tell me. They're like, it all depends on you. Some people, they take the wedding ring right off. Some people, they never take it off. So it's up to you. And I had my own issue back and forth with those sort of things. But being told that it's like, look, man, we're all different. You're going to handle this different. You just got to kind of ride the wave and get through it. And so that's that's the thing that's been kind of like helping me is realizing that, hey, man, there's no playbook. There's some There's some guidelines. But I wouldn't call them rules. And um, so that that's something that you can just kind of kind of help you to where you're like, you know, if you're feeling bad or something, don't. Okay? You're going through some shit. 
And a lot of other people out there don't really understand it because they haven't gone through it themselves. And when they do, then they'll get it. Okay, so number two says, talk about your grief. Shit. (laughs) Talking about your grief will help you heal. You'll seek out others who let you talk as, uh, sorry, seek out others who will let you talk as much as you want, as often as you want. Now, see, this is hard for me, okay? Because when you're in a state of grieving, you're just depressed as fuck. You're fucking Eeyore, okay? You're fucking Eeyore, all right? You want to be Tigger, but oh no, you can't be Tigger because Tigger's on a lot of coke, you know? Or you at least want to be like Pooh Bear, but no, you're fucking Eeyore. You're just depressed as fuck. Now, I do like that despite the fact that I'm depressed as fuck, is that my friends will still invite me places. And it's very kind of them because I am just a sad piece of shit over here. And I made the promise that, hey, you invite me out, I'm going to go. And so I go and go out and have some fun. To- I got to I got to meet John Waters, man. They, they took me out uh, for my birthday and it was a VIP thing. And I got an autographed poster and I got to talk to John Waters. It was pretty cool. Um, I asked if he was ever going to run for president. He said no. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's it's tough for us. We always feel like these burdens because there are people out there that are fucking Eeyores and all they fucking do is talk about how horrible life and shit is and everything, but don't don't don't, don't want they don't want to they don't want to do anything to fix it. That's the part that kind of gets on me like, "Oh, yeah. You know, I got these problems, you know. I'm overweight." Yeah, it's tough being overweight, you know. It's, it's, it's causing the pain on my knees. And like, oh, okay, well, you should probably, you know, just, you know, eat healthier and get some exercise. Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do the exercise, you know. I, uh, my body hurts and every time I just, it's too much. I can't do it. It just causes too much pain, you know. Okay, well, what about eating healthy? Oh, you know, I... You try, yeah, I, I got, I got the diet soda, you know. I'm, I'm working better, you know, you know. I, I got lettuce and tomato on my cheeseburger, you know. I'm doing better. It's like motherfucker, what the hell? <laughs> you know, you almost hear this litany of excuses, but we have to try to find as a person that's like I said, listen, just fucking listen. I don't want your fucking advice. I don't want you to tell me shit. I just, I just want you to listen, you know. And to have that person just kind of understand it, it can be difficult. But if you find someone like that, if you find like that confidant, hold on to that person, all right? Now, number three, you're going to feel a multitude of emotions, all right? You're going to feel many emotions during the grief journey, quote unquote. Some may tell you that uh, you're going to feel angry and that's wrong. Fuck you. (laughs) You're going to feel angry because you're going to be frustrated at times. You're just going to be stressed out. But don't judge yourself on these kind of responses, man, because they're just, they're unfortunate side effects of the situation that you're in, okay? And uh, sometimes, you know, it's just like, why is, you know, why are you crying so much? Well, because I'm fucking miserable. (laughs) I'm really sad. And so crying is going to happen rather often with me, okay? And uh, like I said, you'll find those people that uh, can listen and who understand that. They understand you're going to have good days and bad days, man. And I do too, you know, um, and I have days where I'm feeling like shit, but I'm trying to, trying to feel good, you know, I'm like did a good business decision, made some money. Okay, good. I should be feeling good. Going to go out and celebrate. Hell, going to get me a steak dinner for lunch, right? Like <laughs> going to do something, right? Get me a little bit of that fancy liquor they put in a box, right? Cause if it's in a box, you know, it's fancy. Um, 
so I try to do like little things, you know, because like, I remember like Keanu Reeves was talking. Everyone was like, oh, Keanu Reeves so lonely. He was like, well, you know, I take myself out. I buy myself things. You know, I treat myself and have some fun. And I'm trying to do the same. And the, just not having a partner. Because like I said, I was married for 22 years. I had a partner for a long time. And to not have that partner again, it fucking sucks. And there's that part of me that wants to have that partner again. But as a friend of mine brought up, it's like, listen, dude. Be single. Just be single for a while. Raise your kids the way you want to raise them. You know, you got no one else. You already have enough people asking for your attention. You really want to throw someone else into the mix right now? With all this shit going on? And it's true. Like I said, a lot of baggage here. Uh, Okay, number four. Be tolerant of your physical and emotional limits, okay? When you're feeling... When you have feelings of loss, feelings of sadness, these things can fatigue you. The depression can just whoop, swoop you down to where your energy levels are fucking zero, all right? Now, what you have to do is you have to respect your body. Because sometimes your body is like, look, I need to rest. I need a fucking nap. And that's the thing I've been doing. I've been doing a thing where I regularly take naps every day. Because <clears throat> I'm like, this is something that I, that I have to do. My body's telling me to get some rest. I'm going to get some rest. Because I toss and turn all night. I have not had a good night's sleep since my wife passed. And any time I've ever had any dreams, because I always have like crazy dreams every night. The only time that I've had dreams, it's dreams that my wife has come back and everyone's happy. And the the kids are jumping up and down. Mama's home. Mama's home. You know, it's that kind of stuff. And it's, it's fucking tough. And so, um, but I, so I, I try to remember to, you know, get some rest and also eat well. All right. And that's kind of tough because, yes, do I want to eat, you know, an entire line of Oreos out of the package? Yes. Yes, I do. But I can't do that, man. I've I've got to eat right. And I always have a problem with eating right because the people who I knew who who were like, you know, uh, vegans or vegetarians or whatever, they would just shove it in your face all the fucking time. I'm so healthy. Look, I'm eating a salad instead of a cheeseburger. I'm so healthy. So I hear that voice every time I order a salad, you know. What would you like to have, sir? Um, I'll have the grilled chicken salad. Because I'm so healthy. Ugh, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. It's like there's something I just... But, you know, it's okay. It's, uh, it's You got to eat the stuff, you know. got to eat the veggie skillets and the veggie omelets and shit. And so that's what I'm doing. Okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing my part. All right, I'm doing my part. Uh, okay, so this leaves me down to number five. Now, this one, this motherfucking one, this is what made me give this whole Bill of Rights serious consideration because this has been happening to me consistently. And finally, someone just put a nail on the head here. And that is number five. You experience grief attacks. That's right, grief attacks. Just like how there's anxiety attacks, there are fucking grief attacks, okay? It's when this powerful surge of grief overcomes you. And it can be frightening, but it is normal, okay? And you typically, uh, like I said, best to talk about it, so find someone who understands that you can talk to. Now, this is the shit that's been happening to me. Like I said, I'll be doing something great. I'll be on cloud nine. Hey, did something good, you know, <clears throat> whatever it is. And they just... <laughs> feel like shit. Feel like crap. Feel like fucking hell. And I'm like, why? Why is this happening? What the fuck... You know, I, I was doing great. We were doing great. I, I got this and this and everything was working out. And what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's like, what the hell happened? Right? And so, 
the the fact that someone was able to say, "Look, man, these are grief attacks, and the, you're going to have these for a while. You know, probably for maybe a couple years, possibly longer. Um, but they, you will overcome them in time, just as the the grief and the pain won't be as strong as time goes on. Uh, which I hope it won't, because <laughs> I can't take much more of this shit. I only have so much Xanax. Okay." <coughs> I'm getting to the point I'm just going to have to start buying bags of weed. All right, so let's take us up to, to number six now. Number six says, make use of ritual. Now, rituals are like acknowledging the death. And um, this also is basically like funerals. And, and um, what do they call those things now? ceremony of life or some bullshit or celebration of life or something you know um now me <laughs> i went through the rituals okay i went through three fucking rituals okay i had to do a celebration of life uh you know here uh where i live and then uh, my wife who had a plot next to her grandparents back out west we had to go out of state we had to go there and bury her there and there i had to have a burial funeral and then i had to have uh the reception which was the next day or a few days later. So I went through three funerals. Uh, and you're talking to folks and everything. And sometimes, yeah, you can meet people that can help and, and this and that. But it was uh, it was tough. Because, for one, the funeral was a lot of my wife's friends. Who I'm acquaintances with. I mean, I, I know some of them pretty well. But it was just like, I barely fucking know these people. You know, there were some folks there I had never fucking met before. <laughs> it was just like, um, <clears throat> but that's, you know... Um, these things just, it, it was, it helps us to kind of say goodbye and it helps to cement the fact that this person is gone. At least that's what it did for me. Because like I said, man, I've been with my old lady for years. I can't talk about the last 25 years of my life without mentioning her. That's where I'm at, man. So it's, it's tough to kind of just realize that she's not there. I had a lot of moments after she first passed where I kept I had this this like I don't know it's like this feeling that they're just going to come through the door and say hey what's up and how's it going and you know just it'll be like it's always it always was and it was only in those moments that I had any fucking peace and they were so brief and uh as time goes on, you don't, um, you come, you know, it cements the fact that that person's never coming back. And that's, like I said, man, that's where that number five comes in, those fucking grief attacks, man. It fucking hits. And I'd like to say that, you know, it's, I've gotten a bit better, but it's still tough. Pain's still there, it's not going away. And um, my wife passed away in December, so the, the one-year anniversary is right around the corner, which is just great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. Mm. All right, let's talk about number seven. Let's keep going. This one, of course, is, is big and obvious here for me, which is embrace your spirituality. If faith is a part of your life, express it. Be with people who understand it. Be with people who support your religious beliefs. <coughs> so yeah, man, Dudism has helped me definitely deal with the loss of my wife. It really has because 
that take it easy motto has really helped me, especially during those stressful situations, you know, when you're real sad, you're depressed, you haven't slept, you're stressed, and then your kid knocks something over and you fucking snap at him. I'm happy to say that dudism has helped me, prevented me from doing a lot of those. And yeah, you know, you snap at your kids sometimes, but that's because they've been doing shit for hours and hours and you told them a thousand times, please stop screaming at each other, but they keep screaming. So yeah, I think we've all had that, but yeah, dude doesn't help me. This this podcast has helped me. I mean, this is basically my confessional. And uh, even though Spotify's been kind of fucking it up, <laughs> um, hopefully we'll work something out, you know. Hopefully we'll be on talking terms. Um, so definitely, if, if you have any spirituality or dudism or mottos or philosophies out there that help, yeah, man, use them, man, because sometimes you just fucking need to. This one here is a bit. Uh, number eight, search for meaning. Now, yeah, a lot of us are going to be like, why? Why the fuck now? Why me? Why this way? What in the fuck? Now, here's the problem. Some of these questions do not have any motherfucking answers. They don't, okay? And when you talk to people, you get a lot of cliched bullshit. Like, it was God's will. Or, think of what you have to be thankful for. Fuck you. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Like, really? Fucking really? Like, look, man, I know I have things to be grateful for. And the fact you say that's God's will, it's like, man, look, I'm already agnostic as it fucking is. You know, (laughs) this is not helping. You're pushing me more towards atheism with that kind of talk, all right? It was God's will for my wife to suffer on all fucking hell and end her life. That was God's will? Really? Um, Your God sounds like a sadistic piece of shit. But anyway. The thing is, is that sometimes shit fucking happens for no fucking reason, okay? I knew people who lost their house in a hurricane. Was that God's will? Hmm? No. It was a fucking hurricane. It was an act of nature. Some call it an act of God, but no, look, it was a fucking hurricane. Hurricanes come through, they damage shit. They happen to damage their house and their little town, and everything kind of got fucked up for them. Now, is there a fucking bigger meaning in that? No, it's a fucking catastrophe. Shit fucking happens. And now it's like, now you just have to pick up what you have left and keep moving. Because if you stand still for too long, you're just going to die. Which brings me on to number nine. Now, this one, I'm a little back and forth on, but it's treasure your memories, okay? Memories are one of the best legacies that exist after the death of a loved one. You will always remember. Instead of ignoring your memories, find others with whom you can share them, which is which is cool. And I've done, I've tried to done where I talked about fun times I had with my wife or little things that she did or, you know habits that she had or even uh, even shit that set her off you know (laughs) it's tough now because like I said the wound is still fresh and it still hurts and I try to do what I can to use comedy to deal with it because that's just what my family taught me you know you know you can be broke but you can laugh at a joke (laughs) and 
we use comedy a lot to deal with our pain and it's hard to think about her memories right now because it hurts it just hurts so fucking much i mean i had like pictures of her and paintings i did of her all around our room and after she passed i took them all down i couldn't look at them man i honestly couldn't fucking look at them and then my uh i have you know photos of her out I have uh, photos of her out in the living room and stuff with the girls and the kids. And I mean, I'm not taking those down. I mean, it, and then we got, you know, we still have her, some of her ashes and a 3D photo of her on a little stand that lights up. Some of her favorite things, like an angel and a cross that she used to always want to keep wherever. And, um,. It's really hard dealing with the memories. Like we were, we were decorating the house for Halloween, and I came across this hand-carved little statue of a man kissing a woman. And my wife and I, we found it on our honeymoon, and so we have had this the entire time we've been married. And it was so fucking hard to look at, man. It was so fucking hard, just remembering everything. Remembering what shop we were in. We were over in San Luis Obispo. It was a beachy day. It was cool. And she found it and thought it was really cute. And wanted to buy it. And uh, we did. And it's it was like on our mantle of every place we ever lived ever since then. And now I'm just like, now what do I do with this? And as much as I'd like to keep it out as part of the decor as we've had it i i can't look at it anymore and so i had to take down this little statue and put it into the the drawer i have with all of her things in it these little mementos like some clothes and hats her degrees her her certifications picture books we made her i made her a book why we love mom you know because my wife was in a wheelchair so she always had these insecurities about am i doing enough as a mom as am i a good mom and so i talked to our kids and they were like mom's the greatest what you said mom's the best ever and so we did 10 reasons why we loved mom and we put four or five photos for every reason and she loved it and i was like take this to work if you ever feel like you're a shit mom look at this book and remind you that you're a good one because i mean lord knows that woman had all kinds of fucking shit against her and she still persevered uh the quote um i I made a little meme with her face and a quote and it was uh i married the love of my life became a court reporter and had two children all while being in a wheelchair if there's something you want in this life then fight for it it was something she told me once because my wife was an inspiration to me and those words right there can really tell you about her character because she fought for every inch. I mean, you think you got it tough? Try living in a fucking wheelchair. And now that brings me on to our final bill of rights here the final right of the grieving person, dudes. And that is number 10 move toward your grief and heal. All right, what do we mean there? <clears throat> well, Dr. Wolf says, reconciling your grief will not happen quickly. Yeah, yeah, got that one. Remember, grief is a process. It's not an event. You have to be patient with yourself and avoid people who are impatient with you. 
Neither you nor those are <clears throat> sorry, neither you nor those around you should forget that the death of someone loved changes your life forever. And a fucking men to that shit. Because I definitely can attest to that, man. I am not the fucking same, man. I am changed. And I think that's the part that kind of really hit me. It was like, I'm I'm not the same. I'm not the same guy I was. You know, you get a scar, you go through some trauma, you're different. You try to, you know, you try to be the same person. You try to keep that happy or go luck or good attitude or whatever you had before man before all this shit but it i'm not the same man i'm trying to remain upbeat trying to remain optimistic and trying to go out there and and do good you know like taking my youngest daughter to the fucking barbie movie Dude, everyone in that theater was a dad with his little girl. I swear to God, every fucking guy in there was a dad with his daughter. It's like, this is the only reason why we're seeing this shit. It's because our kid, and sure enough, all the daughters, they got their Barbie figures with them and their dolls and their dresses and shit and backpacks and crap and fucking blankets. I mean, some people were, you know, up in arms about like, oh, you know, they only made this for women. Yeah, no shit. They made Transformers for the boys. They made Barbie for the girls. Get on the fucking bus already, okay? You're late. We got places to go. So that is it, man. That is the 10 Grievers Bill of Rights right there, man. Because when you're grieving, you're going through your process. No one else is going through this. You're going through it uniquely, you know? And even like me and my kids, you know, I lost my wife, okay? I lost the love of my life. Now, can I find someone else? Can I remarry? Yes, yes, I can. But my kids, they lost their mother. And you only get one mother. There's no replacing that. So even though we're going through something similar, it's also different from us. And no matter what, I got to be a captain of the ship, man. I gotta make sure that they're gonna be okay through this. But at the end of the day, are any of us okay? Well, thanks for tuning in, man. Now, now that I've talked about this, um, maybe you, maybe you're grieving, man, or maybe you got uh, someone you know who's grieving on some stuff. I want you to take five minutes, just five minutes of silence. Think about this. Think about how you can apply it, how other um, other folks might find use of it if you could take this and use it for them. So let's go ahead, man. Let's go ahead. Let's do five minutes on the clock. We'll start the five minutes right now.
Okay, we're back, man. Well, thank y'all for tuning in. Hope maybe today something I said might have helped. Might have brought a little bit of realization. Maybe something you might be able to use. But most importantly, when you're out there, man, when you're out there in this crazy road with all this crazy shit and all the fucking madness, just remember, do everything you can to take it easy. Because when you take it easy, the dude abides. Thanks for tuning in, man. See you next time.